0: we have this false expectation that we're going to get huge from day one. And then we start comparing ourselves to other people and beating ourselves up when we aren't there yet. So we have to kind of get outside of our own head when it comes to it and just put in the work, be authentic and just show up for your audience, add value and it's going to inevitably grow.
1: You're listening to real marketing, real fast. The only podcast that brings you unfiltered, undaunted insider information on the latest tools and technologies for online marketers. Prepare to dive deep into marketing myths, breakthrough models, and cutting edge strategies that will have an immediate impact on the growth of your business. And now here's your host, marketing expert, Doug Morneau.
2: Well, welcome back listeners to another episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. This episode is not only going to be really marketing and really fast, but it's going to be really fun. My guest in studio joining me today is a friend of mine and fellow podcaster. It is Adam Shibley. Now, I met Adam at the New Media Summit that Steve also put in put on in uh, May of the 2018. And we've continued our discussions and I'm part of a podcasting mastermind with Adam. But Adam and I share a number of um, uh, similarities and uh, so If you ask Adam, you know, when you first meet him, he says, I'm Adam, I'm Ph.D., and PhD stands for previously heavy dude so he is the host of a top-ranked fitness podcast the million-pound mission he had reached a point in his life where he was uh, over 327 pounds and it um, started to have all sorts of health challenges so he decided to overhaul his life and his fitness and ended up losing over a hundred pounds and from that he felt inspired from what he learned and he took that learning and he wanted to share that with others because people could see what he's doing so you may say well that's not Nice, and that's great for Adam. But what does that have to do with the marketing podcast? Well, I think there's a lot of lessons to learn here in terms of how Adam grew his business and the challenges and what he learned from Facebook and Facebook Live and live casting and now podcasting. So I'd encourage you to tune in, listen in and uh, be ready to have some fun. Well, hey, Adam, I'm super excited to uh, have you on the show today. So welcome to the real marketing, real fast podcast today. Doug, it's going to be real marketing, real fast, real
0: awesome today, brother. I'm fired up. <laughs> Well, everything with you is really awesome. You've got
2: <laughs> great energy, and it's just a blast to be able to hang out with you today.
0: Oh well, yeah, man! We're gonna we're gonna bring it. Uh, I'm a fan of you and your stuff, and you've helped me a ton. Uh, so hopefully, I can add a little bit of value to your audience as well.
2: So we talked a little bit before we started recording in terms of what you've done and how you built your community. So do you want to share um, just kind of your philosophy and and you know what approach you've taken and and why you've gone down that uh, that road?
0: Yeah. I'm a big believer in community and connection. And it all kind of starts with my own personal story. You know, I, I am my, my podcast, I refer to myself as the PhD, the previously heavy dude. And that's because I used to weigh 327 pounds and I went through my own transformation journey and I lost over a hundred pounds, which I formed a business out of that. I started a local boot camp here. I, I started a brick and mortar gym in my hometown because people started asking me about what are you doing? Can you help me do what you've done? You look amazing. So I started helping other people uh, form the gym, form the boot camp, and we ended up doing 35,000 pounds of results in five years in my hometown. So 15, yeah, 15 people lost over a hundred pounds. I lost over a hundred pounds. Like we're crushing it. And then I wanted to go bigger, but I didn't want to franchise. Like I've, I've always known, like, I don't want to be in charge of a whole bunch of people. I don't want to be the boss of a bunch of people. That just does not sound exciting to me at all. So <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm too, like you said, I'm too full of energy and knowing like it's just very annoying. If I have a bunch of employees, it's just annoying for them. because They're like, he's got this new idea. Oh my God, he's doing another thing. <laughs> so I knew that was not the way I wanted to go. So I started podcasting and I created the million pound mission. So I guess the the moral of the story is my story became the main point uh, of the marketing. That's kind of the the tip of the spear so that I can relate with the people that I'm trying to help. It's the I've been there too. I know what you're feeling. I've walked the path that you're currently walking and I know how to escape it. I know how to veer off in the direction that you want to go. And we're in this together. It's not my million pound mission. It's our million pound mission. I feel like in today's world you know we talked about this a little bit it's kind of like just spray and pray marketing of like let's just see how many people we can contact and just see who opts in and let's get some credit cards going and it's like with, with what i do i feel like you can almost have an advantage when you actually connect with an audience member you you you, you know maybe give somebody a free 15-minute coaching call or you, you do a live cast and you interact through q a uh, but just forming that connection and forming that community You can nurture those people and they will be super fans so with my podcast I try to connect with people and I answer emails and things like that and that one person becomes a super fan they go and tell 10 other people about the show and then the audience grows so uh, that's kind of the main point is is the
2: the connection the community that's
0: that's what I'm really big on Doug
2: why I was hoping you weren't going to mention about the super fans I mean because I find that really works I didn't want anyone else to know <laughs> Top secret. There we go. Yeah. So just don't, don't, don't do that, listeners. Don't, don't connect with people because they're gonna go shout out your business and uh, and highly recommend you. So, yeah, uh, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's go back and talk just briefly about Facebook because you know you hear guys like Gary Vee and a, a variety of others saying Facebook's the only place you should be advertising. And I don't, I don't put all my money into any one bucket, but I do do some Facebook advertising. But it was interesting uh, your experience. So why don't you just share that with our audience? Yeah, I had a, a
0: Facebook epic fail, crash and burn marketing experience. And it it was, you know, lesson learned. Like, I, I feel like I'm the guy that's out there, like I'm the the windshield of the universe and all the bugs hit me first. And then I can tell everybody else like, oh, let's make this this slight adjustment. So I kind of went all in on Facebook when I first launched my gym, because we were creating so many amazing transformations. You do 35,000 pounds of results in five years. There's a lot of great before and after pictures there. And we would blast them out on Facebook and get a tremendous response where this is back in the day where you posted something. And this is before even like business pages were really a thing. And I would put up my personal page and 80% of the people that were my Facebook friends would see it. We're getting massive amounts of shares, comments, just huge amount of just viral uh, sharing going on. And fast forward to when the Facebook algorithm started to happen and all the, they started getting fancy on us. And now it's like, 6% of the people and all of us rush out to, you know, they do the Facebook business pages. We all rush out to do that. And they kind of do the old old bait and switch. And now we have to, you know, pay to boost our posts and things like that. So nobody was seeing my transformations. And that was my number one way to get the word out about my gym. So this is pre-podcast era, all that. And it really hurt. So with my energy, it kind of flows like like a creek, you know, the water finds that path of least resistance. So I just, I have this message burning inside of me. I know I can help people. It's not something where it's like, well, I think I might be able to help a few people with their their diet and nutrition. I'm like, no, I've proven that it's in my gut. It's burning in my soul. I absolutely know I can help people and my message must get out there. And that's when I started shifting to the medium of podcasting because that was just that, you know, that next way for me to communicate with an audience that was out there, even outside of my hometown, uh, so that was a lesson learned of being able to to shift on the fly, not putting all my eggs in one basket, marketing wise, and also being wary. Uh, you, know, you know, Facebook owns their platform, so if it's a platform that you don't own, you have to be careful
2: because they could change the rules on you real quick. Hey Amen. Hey, thanks for thanks for saying that. I've been I've been saying, you know, if if you don't have people on your list and you haven't backed up your list. You know your, your your most valuable asset is at risk. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. But I mean, good for you. So I mean, you 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 know, you're using Facebook. You had massive success on Facebook. Facebook changed the way the, their business model from a free to a pay to play. And then so you just uh, change platforms. So lots of times you'll you know, as marketing people will go, oh, it's not working. We'll just put more effort into it. But you realize that that wasn't um, that wasn't the direction. So you just said, fine, I'll move over here and uh, I'll build a new uh, new audience. Yeah, and
0: and something also interesting that uh, I may even pick your brain on this later, Doug. Uh, this may be, be a good episode for you to do because I know that you have a passion for health and fitness as well. Is that Facebook made it even harder for me because you cannot put money behind a transformation picture post <laughs> know. because people are faking them, and and so people like me, they're actually producing these things, are just out. You know, out of luck. So I can't even boost a post with pictures in it. Uh, so and people have suggested like little backdoor strategies of go to my website and then boom, there's a bunch of pictures there. And I just don't, I just don't want to get my account shut down. So that's they made it
2: even harder on me, Doug. So it's well, uh, I, I did have my health and wellness account shut down by Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and <Dang> it. <laughs> We had a picture of – I was trying to pick a picture that would uh, be approved by Facebook. So I picked somebody that looks like a middle America, middle-aged woman, not skinny, not fat, just kind of normal looking, standing in um, shorts and a T-shirt on a scale. And they said that people found it offensive. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking – men. I mean, most of the pictures are, are, Hey, look at my necklace. And they got these high pictures looking down a girl's shirt. I'm going, no, this woman's fully dressed. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah. this, this, this is a normal person, but anyhow, that's a, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. So he so moved from Facebook to uh, podcasting and now, uh, but you're not only just, Working, you know, the podcast. I mean, you've got a couple podcasts. um, You're doing lots of stuff on Instagram. So, why don't you share kind of, you know, how you're building community now in these different platforms? Yeah, I'm looking to, like I said, to connect, to coach, to impact, and I just test these little
0: avenues. So, I love Instagram because I see so many people that are getting frustrated with Facebook and they're migrating to Instagram. And it used to just be a younger demographic. And the people that I typically coach are, female, it's like 80% female age 35 to 65. So starting out, those weren't the people on, on Instagram, but now they're, they're all, I see them migrating there. So I'm just going, okay, this is the right place to be right now. And I also love that Instagram continues to adapt and add pieces so that they are able to compete against other popular platforms like Snapchat, uh, was dominating that that quick video that goes away market. And then Instagram, actually Facebook, who owns Instagram, tries to buy Snapchat. They turn them down. So they say, okay, we're creating Instagram stories. And <laughs> yep. same thing. It's the exact same thing, but it's all on one platform. And then they add Instagram TV and they have Instagram live. So they have basically your posts, your live, your Instagram TV and the Instagram stories. There's four components there. And I see a lot of people get lost in the weeds, but I'm a big fan of uh, Brendan Burchard. I love his stuff. Yeah, And I did one of his online courses where he teaches what he calls circular virulosity, which I'm a huge fan of made-up words. So that, you know, <laughs> I was in. I'm like, I'm in. That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, uh, I
2: got that by your PhD when we first met him <laughs> down yes. in San Diego, what a, what a smart guy. It,
0: it wins people over. They, they're yeah. like, oh yeah, it's the PhD. They, they remember it. Yeah. Uh, so circular virulosity sucked me in. And the basic idea is that, You take a confusing social media situation, but you just even things out and aim everything at one piece of content. So what I chose as the tip of the spear now was the podcast because I was getting a deeper connection with people that were listening to my show. I was getting all these emails of Adam, I went back to the beginning and I've listened to every show and now I'm approaching 200 episodes. So these people are hardcore. If they go back and listen to 200 episodes, that's somebody that's interested. That's super cool. Yeah. Yes. So I'm thinking that's the tip of the spear because that's the piece of content. It's, it's, it kind of gets viral. People are sharing it. They get the real me and they get a lot of value out of it and it's producing results. So that's the tip of the spear. And I think, okay, with my Instagram posts, with my Instagram TV, with my Instagram uh, stories and with my live casting, I'm going to use that that circular virality, all those components, and I'm going to re-aim everything back to the center of a podcast, and that's been my strategy for the last several months. And now my Instagram is growing fast. I'm I'm approaching that magical ten thousand followers. So the the big deal about Instagram with 10,000 followers is once you get that, you get the amazing swipe up feature on your Instagram stories, which will make sharing podcasts so much easier. So if I could get about a thousand of your, of your listeners just to just to follow me on Instagram, I'll be good. Doug. All right.
2: There, there you go. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> so there's, our, there's our call to action today. Just go ahead over and, and what's your Instagram account while we're talking about it.
0: Million pound mission. So yeah, if you guys want to check out the the strategy, you can see it in action. So the basic idea is this, my, we'll just use my million pound mission account. So with that podcast, cause I have two podcasts, uh, the million pound mission podcast episode comes out on Monday. And what you'll see is I'll put a post up that just introduces the episode. And what I try to do is I think, okay, what's the value add with this episode? It's not, Hey, check out episode 45. It's awesome. You know, but like what, what's awesome about it? Why, you know, why would somebody want to listen to this episode? Uh, so I try to make sure in my main post that that is, is you know, forefront of what is the value add that they're going to get out of this. And then I go, okay, click the link in my bio. You can get the episode link right there. Then I go into my Instagram story, which only stays live for 24 hours. All right. It, it, it falls out and I will post a poll question that applies to the, the theme of the show. So this week I put out an episode about making better decisions So on Monday, I put up a poll question that said, uh, are you, do you feel like you're a good decision maker? Yes or no. And people start voting. I don't know. Let me get back to you. Yeah, yeah, maybe (laughs) (laughs) not an option. Uh, So all and so I had all these people that said, no, 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 no. And you can see who voted no. So I go back and I personally message every single one of those people. And I say, Hey, have you listened to the episode yet? I'd love to get your feedback and see if it helps you out. I hope it adds some value. And so, boom, connection, connection, connection. Then on uh, Tuesday night, I go live. And you've seen my live casting, Doug. It's, it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's pretty cool. And my, my son gets involved sometimes, my eight-year-old son. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then we talk about a similar topic of decision-making. And I retarget people back to the episode. And then I'll go on Instagram TV and record a little like one I'll take one point out of the episode like one small 2 to 3 minute uh just snippet out of that and I will record an Instagram TV and I will at the end of that if you want more check out the link in my bio you can uh, get the, the all the all the information from the episode right there so all these things are pointing back to the podcast back to the podcast and the the podcast is the tip of the spear People start listening to the show and they start saying, well, how do I get more of Adam? And that leads down to a path of a paying customer that pays me to be their coach. So that's kind of the big picture Instagram ninja move strategy.
2: Well, that's really cool that, you know, and I, I like what you're doing on Instagram, but you know, I just want to back up and just, you know, comments on a couple things that you're doing. <laughs> so, you know, you identified who your customer was, your target audience or your avatar. Yep. And so, you know, listeners the the, the point here is that um You know, your audience isn't on every platform. They have preferred platforms. So Adam's figured out, hey, you know, my target audience are women at this age and they're on Instagram. So I'm going to work on Instagram. We didn't hear him say, hey, I'm going to do stuff on LinkedIn because that's not where my audience is. And that's not the type of content that people are going on LinkedIn for. So good for you for identifying and focusing on where your customers are, not trying to say, hey, I'm going to run every social media platform out there.
0: Yeah. And that's a mistake I I initially made. I think we all do that too. But I was like, man, my eight-year-old is watching YouTube videos, not, not my average client. So I was like, YouTube's probably not, not going to be, I don't have time to make like fancy videos, you know, same thing with Twitter. I I, I have a Twitter account, but I have like 12 followers and my mom is one of them. So, uh, (laughs) you know, that that's probably not going to count, but yeah. Yeah. Like you said, I felt like if I could be really good at one to two platforms, I'm like, most people are, are, are Facebook, Instagram, as far as the people that I work with. So that's where I'm going to put most of my focus, but it's going to be a little bit different for each business.
2: Yeah, and my platforms are LinkedIn and Twitter because I'm focusing on primarily a B2B market. So, yep, yep. Now, something else that um, I don't want to just gloss over. So if you think of all the advertising and marketing methods and tactics and platforms that exist out there, um, so I'm going to ask you the question because I don't know the answer. You mentioned people going back and listening to 200 episodes and what flashed into my mind is is, is people binge listening like they binge watch Netflix. Yeah. I can't think of any other form of advertising where people go, hey, I went back and I read your last 200 blog posts. Yeah, exactly. Because
0: with audio, I was, I was talking to a new client last night. I I do a welcome call with all my new people. And she is like, yeah, I've listened to every episode. I've got a 25 minute drive to work and I just listen every single day and I've caught up and now I'm, I'm waiting for each episode to come out. And it's, yeah, it's, it's viral and people it's, it's easy because you don't have to sit in front of a computer and watch anything. You can do it while you drive. You can do it while you do dishes. You can do it while you go take the dog for a walk. And the, the podcasting medium, it's, uh, you know, Gary V talks a lot about audio is the, is the big thing. It's the, the next big thing. And we, we should put a little more focus towards that. And I, I 100% believe it.
2: I just remember, you know, the, the days that I'm out in the gym training when I'm down on my recumbent bike riding. I mean, I can listen to a couple, a couple different podcast episodes from a couple different people that I follow. And it's just a great way uh, instead of always just listening to music, it's good to uh, feed the brain. Yeah, brain food, bud. There you go. So uh so for people listening what do you think um the biggest myth is around this tactic uh, with Instagram
0: there there are a few things <laughs> one is right now people are figuring out how to like these workarounds to get followers and you can buy likes and you can buy followers and i've had two people recommend me like i'm so close to that 10,000 mark it's like oh yeah i got to 8,000 then i bought the last 2,000 just so i could get the the swipe up feature i'm just like you know, if I, I wanna be truly authentic and I want people to see the good, the bad, and the ugly. And that's why people get connected to me, because I'm not Mr. Shiny, fancy fitness professional. I'm the guy that stutters and messes up what he's saying half the time and and you know, I don't wear You know, I don't drive a Corvette. I drive a 2013 Nissan Leaf an electric, it's an electric car. I tell people I've got an electric car, Doug, and they're like, ooh, Tesla. I'm like, nope, Nissan Leaf. (laughs) (laughs) It's about $50,000 less. (laughs) So, you know, I feel like I have to represent myself truly. So a lot of people are out there kind of skipping steps. And also with my, my podcasting, the podcaster mind that uh, Coach Justin Shank and I have formed, like I want to be able to teach people legit moves on how to make these things happen. So if I can't grow it to 10,000 through my own methods, I feel like I'm not being true to the people that I'm also trying to help you know, build their Instagram accounts and things like that. So that's uh, a big myth. Uh, it's just a, it's not really a myth. It's just some shadiness that's happening out there. And it's just like with podcasting, like you brought up the point the other day about, you know, I, I can have these people help me rank up in an iTunes and, and uh, coach Justin lost it. He's like, don't do it. It's ruining the, the ranking system. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a little bit scary out there too. Uh, just to think that people are doing that. It's a little bit shady. But, uh, with, with podcast or with uh, Instagram, I feel like the big myth is that people feel like they are going to like their failures if they don't have 10,000 followers the first day or whatever. Like it's taken me three years to get to 8,000 followers, you know, and it's, and you see all these people that have half a million and a million followers. And you think, well, why in the heck do they have that many? And I don't even have 1,000 yet. Yeah. So we start beating ourselves up over it, but you never know that person could be buying, you know, their likes, they could be buying their followers or, you know, every once in a while you just get lucky. So uh, for example, one of the things that I do with my podcast is I like to do follow up split screen Instagram lives. And, and you and I will, will do one of these soon also. And it's a great way to pick up followers back and forth. So I got lucky one time where I interviewed a couple that had a quarter of a million Instagram followers. and I picked up 300 followers in 15 minutes because they all watched The the interview and followed my account and they dug what I was saying and so I kind of got lucky there. So you had those moments where, or maybe your stories featured in Ink Magazine like uh, like Justin's was and his account you know blew up. So I think the biggest myth is that we have this false expectation that we're going to get huge from day one and then we start comparing ourselves to other people and beating ourselves up when we aren't there yet. So we have to kind of get outside of our own head when it comes to it, just put in the work, be authentic and just show up for your audience, add value and it's gonna inevitably grow.
2: Well, I think the size of the account, if you look at just the numbers, is really what I call an ego metric. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. So it's like, oh man, look at, look at how many followers I have. So then I, you know, what I, what I do because, you know, I work with influencers and I've paid people to do shout outs for clients and we have the proper disclosure disclaimer. But when I'm looking at their account, I'm more interested in uh, the ratio of comments and likes and shares against the size of the account. So they've got half a million followers. I'm looking and going, yeah, 10 people like their picture. Yeah. Like, like seriously, I don't, so you really only have 10 followers and I see the same thing, even in email. So I've got, you know, I've got 500,000 people on my email list. It's like, yeah. And how many people open? Yep. Well, about, you know, a thousand. Well, then you've got a list of a thousand. Um, Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. It's who's active, who's interacting,
0: who are you actually connecting with? And that kind of comes back to the. What we we're talking about at the beginning is like if you are, if you aren't connecting with these people, you aren't helping them. Then, like you said, it's an ego metric, and you're just saying, "Look how fancy I am," Instagram.
2: Well, yeah, and you're trying to, you know, how do you sell that as a service? Like you're saying, if you can't grow your podcast authentically. And so, you know, my comment in the mastermind group was I'm getting um, approached probably two, three times a week by people offshore that want to. I can help you rank your podcast. It's like, well, you tr- you know, try spelling and learning to speak, you know, to write in English first before you're going to even think of representing my company. right? Um, or, hey, what's your podcast about? I'll rank you. It's like you didn't look. Yeah. So, yeah, just ba- just basic business. So what are you most excited about in the next six to 12 months? I mean, I know you're a pretty excited guy. Uh, and that's really cool because I just <laughs> I just love your energy. Right. <laughs> so, Yeah, I am
0: really excited because I'm starting to pivot a little bit with my business where I'm pulling a little bit of time out of my my gym. That's that's up and running. It's going strong. Like we've got a very competitive local market when I when I first launched my gym. Uh, In 2009, there were five competitors and today there are like 50 plus competitors. It's ridiculous. And we're in a small college town, but, you know, we are are doing well there. So I'm I'm pulling out of, uh, I'm not taking personal training clients, teaching classes and things like that. I'm I'm pulling out of that and adding more energy to the podcast, to the online connection. I'm really psyched to kind of bring it back home. And I I got a tip from um, a friend that I interviewed, uh, Colin Morgan. Who, do you know Colin Doug? No, I know I don't. No, so he does the daily grind podcast. He's somebody you should definitely interview. You should be on his show as well. I mean, he's, you guys would connect well, and he's a fellow Canadian. Um, but he t- talked about doing these 15 minute coaching calls and just offering it up uh, you know free, uh, to, to your podcast listeners. And I was like, wow, you know, breaking it down to a one on one, just basics, just connect with somebody. And he's like, it's, it's amazing. You know, if that person doesn't become a client, they will become a super fan. They will refer your show like at an unbelievable rate. Uh, as long as you're able just to add some quick value for 15 minutes, you just do a few of these a week and just, you know, putting that out there that you are willing to connect at a one-on-one level when everyone else is like, come to my event and you might get to see me, you know, or, you know, <laughs> you have the pleasure of listening to my voice, my recorded voice every week, but just going, Hey, It's it's me and you. Let's go for 15 minutes, and uh, so I'm really looking for that next level of connection. I'm really psyched about that. You you know I love the uh, the Bonjoro app, and if you guys if you guys haven't tried this, I love it. It's B O N J O R O, and there's a few different companies that do it, but this is the one that I like the best uh, because you can market your uh, brand, your message with my podcast, and put a link that people can just click on the button that goes right to my show. But it's a a video email where when people listen to my podcast, uh, a lot of times, like people, just, I guess, podcasters just don't respond to emails. They get so many emails, they can't respond or they have a VA responding and I respond to every email myself. And most of the time it's a video message through Bonjoro where I'm like, Hey, uh, Hey Sally, thank you for, for listening to the show. I appreciate, uh, your support. Uh, here's the answer to your question. If you, if you need any other help, just don't hesitate to reach out. I'd be there to, uh, To connect with you. And now I can say, Hey, let's do a 15 minute chat on top of that. And people are like blown away that not only did I email them, but I sent them a personalized video message, which for me, it's actually easier than typing it all out. I can just talk and then boom, it's good. But I feel like just taking things that next level and finding my, you know, my thousand true fans that can build this community around and really just you know make it a huge impact uh, just one solid transformation one solid connection at a time
2: well and you know what you're doing I, I heard John Lee Dumas and Kate speaking at a, an event that I was at in the Philippines with Chris Ducker and he said something uh, he said lots of things but the thing that I remember was he said, you know, do some stuff that's not scalable. And so I left that event thinking, man, what can I do that's not scalable? And to your point, the thing that's not scalable is is um, having those one-on-one conversations. And so I took that to Twitter, and what I found is, to your point, is I've got a um, half a dozen super fans that retweet and share my stuff. So listeners, from a selfish point of view, if you're looking at it for, you know, why would I do that? It's really simple. What Adam's talking about is engaging in your with your fans and and commenting and, and, and responding to them. And you get rewarded for that because that's how social media and the algorithms in social media is set up, is to reward engagement and, you know, give you more exposure. Yeah. And it's like I said, it's just something that people don't do now. We get so caught
0: up in the processes of how we're going to connect with people and how we're going to get our, our message out there. And we forget about the actual people that we're trying to impact with that message. Yep. And like They get lost in the mix. Like, I don't have time to actually connect with these people. I've got to market to these people. Uh, <laughs> right. And, you know, we all get psyched about, you know, yeah. marketing techniques. That's, you know, anybody that's listening to the show is psyched about marketing. And uh, we, we love the chase, but sometimes once we have that person, let's nurture them. That's, that's one of the reasons my gym is so successful is that we nurture the hell out of those clients, and my best refers are the other gyms that their, their clients walking out their back door and into my front door because they don't feel taken care of. Right. So yep. you know, nurture that relationship, connect with them, and let them know that you are there to help, and you really, truly do want to make an impact. And it's much easier to keep a customer than to go and find a new one. So that's uh, a main focus for me for sure.
2: Well, and I just want to say that um, you know, for those of you that are listening, thinking, "Yeah, okay, that sounds good," but I'm really busy. Uh, I had a, I had two calls this week, and I talked to one uh, one guy uh, who connected with me on LinkedIn. His name is Melvin Tan. So, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, I do have my VA manage my account. I get eight or ten or twelve requests a day to connect, and we try to sort out the spammers from the real people. But you get a welcome message from me saying, "Hey, great to connect." Um, you know, is there something in particular you're looking for? Uh, is there a question I can answer? Uh, this isn't a sales pitch. If you want to just have a conversation and learn more about, you know, tell me about your business and learn what I'm doing, then connect. And out of those connections, I normally get about two people a week that take me up on that, uh, offer. I put a link into my booking calendar. So it's not overwhelming. So this, this one, this, you know, I talked to Melvin, I said, Hey, you're in the top 1%. You know, I get 100 people a week or more that connect and you're the one guy who clicked the link, booked the time, but he went the extra mile. He uh, set up a Zoom call and he spent about 30 minutes giving me some tips on how I could repurpose my content into video. Wow, And there's no ask. He goes, I just think you're a really cool guy. I've been following you online for a while. And um, I don't know if there's something we can do together, but I'd sure like to carry on the conversation. And I went, wow, that guy's going to do really well. Because um, there was like you've done a very authentic conversation. And at the end of it, I went, you know what, I think that this information you're sharing is is super valuable. Um, I'd like to have you come on my podcast. Yeah. So, you know, for people that are trying to get on podcasts or trying to build relationships, there's an example of like you've said, Adam, just give, give, give. And guess what? The reciprocity shows up and you get, you know, you get the reward. Yeah, adding value first is like a huge
0: lesson that I've learned over the past couple of years with podcasting, especially because as podcasters, we're all on fire about our message and our show. And like we have those certain other shows like I'd be perfect for that show. I know that they they need me to have. To be on their show, and you know, I'm I'm their number one guest option for sure. And then we approach them, and we we talk like that, and they don't even email you back, you know, and <laughs> yeah. and our heart gets broken. So I found that you know those shows, like this is my approach with pretty much every fitness podcast I've been a guest on is I eyeball a few shows, I research them, and I'm thinking, yeah, I probably could could do well with that audience. And I invite them on my show first every time, and I never pitch them like, hey. You know, I need to be on your show. Every once in a while I'll mention like, "Hey, if you're ever looking for a guest, you know, keep me in mind." Here are some speaking topics that I that I tend to uh, do pretty well at. But you know, nine times out of ten, they're like, "I love your energy, man. Let's have you on." And <laughs> yeah. and then I'm I'm there. So it's a, a value add first. You know, like you said, give first, and then good thing. You know, build the relationship. The relationship is the asset, right? And you never know; it could turn into a referral. I'm going to do an online summit. So a lot of these guests that have been on my show before, I'm going to bring them on as professors at Million Pound Mission University. And it's going to be a really cool event. That's, you know, and now we're monetizing that relationship a little bit, but everybody is winning and we all get to market a little bit and and get our message out there. So nurture the relationship with people that you're in business with, uh, people that you would like to connect with, but also especially with uh, the people that you're trying to serve.
2: So what's some of the bad advice you hear? I mean, you go to a lot of events, as do I, or I don't know how many you go to, but um, I'm assuming you're out in the community more. I mean, I I follow you around on your social media exploits um, that you hear around, um, around this sort of tactic of marketing. I think I'm not a big believer in
0: fake it till you make it. I've kind of talked on that a little bit with the whole fake Instagram and things like that. Like, I feel like there are way more, you know, quote unquote, normal people like me out there that I can connect with than, than like celebrity type people that, you know, or celebrity worshiping type people. So, you know, I am not, you know, renting Lamborghinis and taking pictures in front of it and and being like, look how much money I made. And you can too, you know? And (laughs) so I, I, I just don't, I don't believe in that. I feel like I want to be me. I, if I'm doing business, if I'm coaching somebody, like I want to spend my time being real because if I'm not, then I'm not happy. And, you know, if, if I don't just work to work and I don't work just to make more money. Uh, I believe in, you know, looking at more impact, you know, the impact is the main currency. If, if I'm making an impact that I'm super happy, whether I've got 10 clients or a thousand clients, and that's the bottom line. So I feel like being, authentic is in just being you and not being afraid to be you like let the mess ups be out there. And, you know, I love having my son on uh, my live cast and he talks about weird stuff that doesn't make it doesn't have anything to do with health and fitness. I let him talk about two things every week. I'm like, pick two things, talk about whatever you want. But it's me. It's me. <laughs> it's me and my son. Like he talks about yeah. like, you know, like picking his nose or this like bug or something that that he, he found and, you know, his basketball practice. And but it, uh you know, on a side note, as a marketing strategy, when when Facebook does the little freeze frame thing for the 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 image for a live cast, uh, if my son is in the picture, I get way more views than if it's just me. That's and that's oh uh, child
2: labor. Oh, that's shit. Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I get the 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 fake it till you make it. You know, being authentic. <laughs> I feel I feel like that's uh, that's the important thing there, and and that's probably one of the big misconceptions, one of the big myths that's, that's out there that I hope. It uh, gets turned around a little bit.
2: So uh, you said yeah, you're a big Brendan uh, Brouchard fan? Oh, yeah. Well, who else do you follow? Let's see. I mean, Tony
0: Robbins is like the... Uh, that That was the first dose of real personal development I ever heard was well very very first was uh the uh, i watched the dvd the secret that's when i weighed 327 pounds that that dvd had been passed along to me two different times i pretended to watch it and gave it back to my friend once and <laughs> and then the second time had been sitting there for like two weeks i sat i was like okay i'm gonna watch this yeah then, then that night i sat down and i mapped out the life that i wanted to create over the next five years and i achieved every single goal Within seven days of the date that I set five years prior, which is pretty cool. Which you know, things like getting married and and having a child, losing hundred pounds, starting a business, getting out of, of forty thousand dollars of debt, all that was achieved, and it was through that first dose of uh, of personal growth, personal development material. But then I dove deep on Tony Robbins. I've spent uh, time at his business mastery, the, the you know five day long event in the freezing cold, like Tony. You start at a Tony Robbins event. If you guys, if you guys ever get a chance to go, go. It's amazing. But you start at like 9 a.m. and you finish at like 8:30 a.m. the next morning. Like it's like you get like a half an hour to sleep, and that and that's it. And uh, he just goes full blast. It's freezing cold in there because he wants everyone to stay awake. We're supposed to get breaks to eat, and like he just keeps going, and he'll just have food just brought in, and like they're like throwing sandwiches into the audience, like just keep going. But it's just insane. So I'm a big fan of of his stuff. I love Gary Vee. Uh, I love his energy. Uh, Dan Sullivan, uh, the founder of Strategic Coach. I, I was in the Strategic Coach program for six years and I got to connect with Dan a little bit. His stuff, his podcasts are really, really good. And that's something, I guess that's another myth that's out there is that I feel like the whole hustle thing, like people, I feel like people take the Gary V thing wrong out of context a little bit. Like, As a business owner, I've worked myself into the hospital three different times, hustling, Doug. (laughs) So like working, not sleeping, passing out, hitting my head on things, giving myself concussions, go to the hospital three different times. And then I found strategic coach Dan Sullivan preaches free days and we have to track how many complete non-business days we take per year. And by the time I'm done with his program, six years later, I'm averaging 120 to 130 free days every year. And that is No business phone calls, no business texts, no business emails, no business reading. It's free days. I do what I want to do that day, non-business related. So we're talking one out of every three days of the year uh, compared to the guy that worked himself uh, into the hospital uh, three different times. So that's another myth that I hope kind of gets busted out there is that if we aren't rested, if we aren't taking care of ourselves, we are the main asset And if we aren't healthy and thinking clearly, then we are non-effective and we can't impact people. We can't make money. We can't market to anybody. So make sure that we are also doing that rejuvenation,
2: investing time in that uh, as well. That's so cool. I mean, I got two big things out of there. One is that you are a student um, and continually learning. And so, you know, it's important that um, coaches have coaches um, because we all need to strive to be better. And I love the free day. Someone asked me yesterday on a podcast of, well, what's your work schedule look like? I said, well, I really don't want to tell you. But um, I, I said, I do try to work most days, business days, except for Thursdays and Fridays. And I do go to the gym Monday, Monday and Wednesdays as well. But I do get a little bit of in. And the answer at the end is, you know, um, you don't have to work a hundred hours a week to, to make it work. You just need to work effectively, exactly. pick the things that, that move the, move the sales dial and make the connections and then go do what you're supposed to do. Go hug your kids. Yeah, exactly. And, and in my case, go play with my grandkids.
0: Exactly, man. It's, it's in my, when I tell people that I've got basically a four day work week, I work Monday through Thursday, and then I shut down Friday through Sunday like, how in the world do you pull that off with all the stuff I do? I've got two podcasts. I've got, you know, the podcast coaching business. I've got, you know, <laughs> the gym and employees there, 20 employees at the gym, but you get more efficient you know, and you're forced to get more efficient and you start to delegate and you start to realize that you don't have to do everything. You have people that will step up and fill those gaps and keep things going and just having confidence in not only ourselves, but our ability to delegate, to teach other people, to trust other people, to step up and do the work. And I love the, the saying that, you know, great is the enemy of excellence. So I try to focus on things that I'm excellent at Monday through Thursday, and then delegate the things that I'm good or great at that other people could be good or great at also.
2: That's some great advice. So now here's the easy question for the day. How do you want people to connect with you? Yes, everywhere. I want you to connect with me everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Turn on
0: social media, find me. Uh my face will pop up. Now the the main hub is million millionpoundmission.com. millionpoundmission.com. And that's uh the main hub at my Instagram millionpoundmission. I've I, we didn't talk about Facebook groups. That's the my main use of Facebook is my Facebook group. And this is another little bonus tip with Facebook groups. Uh I got a vanity web address which helps a ton because otherwise you're like go to my facebook group it's facebook.com forward slash one two five seven eight nine twelve or forty nine and <laughs> no one ever remembers so i go go to defeat the cheat.com and that will forward you into my facebook group and uh and having a little catchy name helps a little bit but uh that if you want to check with me on facebook go to defeat the cheat.com instagram million pound mission otherwise all my stuff is million pound mission unless you're interested in podcasting Then uh, do a little search for casting the pod on itunes and you will be seeing a uh, an interview coming up very soon with our friend doug morneau (laughs) that's
2: (laughs) that's true i've heard that's going to happen uh our our instagram live my first my first one so that'll be uh, that'll be interesting so hey thanks so much for taking time out of your day i also appreciate that uh in respect of me being from the great white north that you're sitting uh sitting shirtless in the cold room trying to appreciate what it's like to be living in canada Yes. Hashtag winter nipples, as you said, Doug. <laughs> I, did, I don't think I was recording when I said that, but thanks for sharing that. <laughs> Just, Justin did warn me. He said, Adam, share some of the weirdest stuff. <laughs> be careful. Be careful what you say. <laughs> You'll see it in yeah. social media.
0: Yes, it's the best.
2: So there we go, listeners. There's another episode of Real Marketing, real fast, and some of it might be really strange. Um, so uh, just thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Adam, for for sharing. So I would uh, suggest check out Adam's stuff. I mean, what what you hear is is what you get. I mean, I met Adam in San Diego, and we got to hang out a bit, and I joined their mastermind group with uh, with him and with Justin, and I'm having a blast with those guys. So um, check it out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll make sure the notes are transcribed, and we've got links if you can't remember the defeatthecheat.com domain name and uh, check out his podcast. So uh, happy to uh, get this transcribed and get it off to you. So thanks for tuning in and I look forward to serving you on our next episode.
1: That's all for this episode of Real Marketing Real Fast. Now it's time to take your marketing to the next level by visiting dougmorneau.com and downloading our advanced marketing white papers as well as exclusive resources based on today's episode. That's dougmorneau.com. Until next time. We look forward to serving you right here on Real Marketing Real Fast.